0: Thank you.
1: greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as we go to the reading of the Bible. Amen. Number 6. Number 6 verse 1 it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Unto the of Israel, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them: say unto them when, either vow vow Nazarite, when either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, to unto the Lord. he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, shall he drink any liquor of grapes. no moist grapes no or dried all the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree From the kennels even to the husk. <laughs> All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head.
0: Until, the
1: days be Until the days be fulfilled, in the which he separateth himself unto the Lord. In the he shall, be holy he shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. He shall let the his head grow. All, the, all the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father. Or for his mother, for his his brother, brother, or for his sister. sister. When they die, die, because the consecration of his God is upon his head. head. All All the days of his separation he is holy unto the Lord. Verse 18. And the Nazarite shall shave. Or, well, verse twenty-one. This is the law of the Nazarite who has vowed. This is the law of the Nazarite who has vowed. And of his offering unto the Lord for his separation. And of his offering unto the Lord for his separation. Beside that, that his hand shall get. according to the vow which he vowed. vowed. So he must do after the law of his separation. As we bow our heads, a gracious heavenly father, tonight we are reporting for duty and take for us, dear God, we depend solemnly on your mercy and mercy alone. Dear believers, may you refresh their soul may you refresh the anointing that is upon their lives that when they leave this place they should be refreshed and ready again for another lap of the battle dear god the scripture says forsaking not the assembling of the saints we are here to fulfill a scripture not only to fulfill a scripture but we are here to meet an appointment for you, set in your way to where two or three are gathered and are gathered in my name, I shall be in their midst. Yes. We believe tonight you are here as I commit every brother and every sister to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats. Brother Chetty is just held up. Brother Tlotty is not feeling well. Those are the apologies that are on my table. Amen. God bless you, Richly. Just a few minutes, I want to speak on the Nazarite Nazarite vow. Amen? Amen. Uh, The Nazarite vow. That is what we're reading about now. Uh, Just to give you a background of what a Nazarite was in the Old Testament. There are certain things that happened in the Old Testament that were carried over into the New Testament. And there are certain things that used to happen in the Old Testament that were never carried in the New Testament. Are you with me? Uh, But uh, how do you know what should be carried over and what should not be carried over? Uh, Stay close to the messenger of your hour. He will tell you what is relevant and what is not relevant. Uh, Pork was not consumed in the Old Testament, but pork is consumed in the New Testament. Amen. For those that prefer it, obviously. If you don't prefer it, there is no scripture compelling you to eat uh, pork. Amen. But uh, you remember there was a time where it was said, I think it was to Peter, that you need to sanctify What you are given by prayer Uh, Today if you pray over pork You can consume your pork But if you are allergic to it Then you need not to eat it But there is no scriptural obligation With regard to that Amen ZCC they believe in They believe in avoiding pork But partaking in sin Hallelujah I rather partake in pork And avoid sin Are you still with me? I hope you are with me here. So we are going to speak on the Nazarite vow. Already when you read the scripture, it speaks about a separation. The greatest uh, headache that God has ever had with humankind, the humankind has always had the tendency to move out of where God wanted them to move out. But they always had a way to flat with where they used to be. Hallelujah. They left Egypt, but they were still having Egyptian mannerism. Uh, they left, In the, the, today we left the denominations, but from time to time you see traces of denominationalism even in the message of the hour. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. It's because people don't know who they are. Brother Brahman says what delays the rapture is because the bride doesn't know who she is. He says, the day the bride recognizes who she is, the rapture will go. That is why you come to church, so that you could be made to realize who you are. Are you still with me? Now, the Nazarite vow had three elements to it. The first element was that there had to be abstinence from wine and strong drink. Wine, vinegar, grapes, raisins, and any part of the grape plant. I'm not saying you need to go and avoid that. We still need to have a communion night. Hallelujah. You can enjoy your grapes, but I'm talking about what happened in the Old Testament. Are you with me? Now, the second thing, refraining from cutting the hair of the head during the whole period of the continuancy of the vow. So that means, and now we know that in the Old Testament, People like uh, you look at Samson, Samuel, you look at uh, Samson, they never cut off their hair because they were Nazarite. But in the Old, in the New Testament, Brother Brennan says you men must cut your hair. So that's why for you to know what is relevant for your time, you have to be close to the messenger of your time. Now there had to be the avoidance of contact with the date. That's what we write here. And I will explain what it means in the New Testament. Amen. Brother Renan says in the message, Experiences, paragraph 21, he says, Now, I don't say all ministers have to be that way. I was born under Nazarite birth. This is the prophet of the hour. Are you with me? He was born under a Nazarite uh, birth. Of course, so it's just a little different. So many things that I do in my life, I wouldn't ask other people to do. So that means there are certain things that can only be done by a Nazarite. And a Nazarite cannot impose his vow onto somebody else. As Nazarite vow was not a family matter, it was an individual matter. It was not a national matter, it was an individual matter. Are you still with me? Then it says, I wouldn't say they had to do that to be Christian because it was different altogether. And many of you understand that, don't you? It's just, that's just for me or me privately. Things that I have to do and things the way I have to live and the things I have to do, it's a Nazarite birth. So you can't teach that all people have to be that way. But I mean for myself. This was in 1952. We know he was surrounded by denominational ministers when he was speaking to that. He says, I cannot impose it on them, but I believe when it comes to the bride, we want to live the way the prophet lived. Uh, Isn't it so, folks? If he lived a certain life, we need to live exactly that life. And how do we know that he was born a Nazarite? We know that when Brother Brennan was born around the age of seven, an angel came down and spoke to him and said, You must not defile yourself. You must not drink, you must not smoke and not defile yourself with women because I've got a greater work for you when you are older. Are you still right at the beginning of birth? Brother God wanted to separate Brother Brenham because he was going to be a vessel that God is going to use. And I believe that if it was applicable to Brother Brenham, it's applicable to every son and daughter of God. Do you still believe in separating from the world? Do you still believe in rejecting the influence of the world? Do you still believe that we are passerbys here? we are strangers seeking a city whose builder and maker is God are you still with me but while we are passing by when Israel passed through Moab the greatest danger there was a prophet there called Biliam and Bilam was hired by Balak and they had a, a treaty that they made with Israel that look it's not a great big deal you have a prophet we have a prophet you have seven bullocks. we've got seven bullocks. you whatever the god that you save we save the same god we we are actually brothers and sisters but later paul says bad company corrupts good morals you want to uh, you want me to tell you how far you're gonna go uh, show me your friends i'll tell you how far you're gonna go a, dog that's a He that sleeps with a dog that has got fleece will wake up with fleece as well. Are you still with me? Now, then he told them that we, it's not a big deal. Then what happened there? Then they intermarried among each other. And when they did that, the prophet says, or the Bible says, it is a sin to this day that God never forgave. It is what weakened Israel there when Israel fled with Moab. And tonight I can ask a question. Is there groups that would want to flirt with us, the message community? Hallelujah. Is there groups that are saying to us, we are, we, are the, we are serve the same God. You've got a prophet, we have a prophet. You have a Bible, we have a Bible. I say, you can have a Bible, but it requires more than a Bible. It requires a pillar of fire to vindicate the written way. Come on, can you say amen to that? Now, in the message, perseverant, paragraph 53, the prophet says, A Nazarite means separated to the weight. You separate from the world in order to cleave unto the weight. What a a nice thing it would be tonight if all Christians would be Nazarites to the Lord. Separated not to the creed but to the weight. Christ, that weight, separated to the weight. Brother, I want to say, wouldn't it be nice tonight to be separated from the world and be married to the weight? Yes, Lord. Do we believe that wealthiness is creeping in the message of the hour? Do we believe that the church in its entirety is becoming weaker? Because it is now wanting to pattern after the world. But I think we need to build and erect that wall between the bright and the wealth. I think we need to we need to reject the world with all the vigor that is in us. We are not of this world. We don't think like them, we don't talk like them, we don't live like them. We are not like them. But what makes us separate is not the confession, it is the possession that we have in our soul. It must be God in us that enable us to overcome the world. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, God's word calls for a total separation from unbelief. Paragraph 27. Brother Branham says, I believe tonight that every man and woman, every boy and girl that's born of the Spirit of God is a Nazarite unto the Lord. Tonight, I'm addressing Nazarite. I'm not saying addressing Nazareth for the sake of saying, I believe you are separated from the world. Yes, well, folks, the world, where we are referring to the cosmos. The world has got influence. Yes, the world has got trends. Yes, the world has got a certain way that they do things. And sin is attractive. Yes, but sin is lethal. It will attract you, but it will destroy you. Stay away from the very appearance of evil. If somebody talks evil, lives evil, stay away from them. Come on, are you still with me? Especially our young people, even if it's a message believer. If you check and say their life is not right, their talk is not right, their walk is not right, but they claim to be a message believer, they may dilute your life. An engineer hangs out with engineers. Yes, a doctor hangs out with doctors. Amen. An eagle hangs out with eagles. Yes, a believer hangs out with believers. Amen. You tell me, you cannot, I cannot. Brother Branham says, where you are. A sister asked a question and said, Brother Branham, I'm working in the tobacco industry. What do you make of this must I continue in the tobacco industry? Brother Branham's answer to that is that, Sister, yes, tobacco, there are times where it is used for medicinal purposes. But it says, for the sake of your testimony, don't be there. uh, Yes, you you can. uh, The devil likes uh, his business is that of saying it is not a big deal. He told Eve, it is not a big deal. He tells our young people, it's not a big deal. He tells the old people, it's not a big deal. Yes. If it condemns your conscience, run away from it. Amen. Brother Bram says, if you've got questions about it, stay away from it. Amen. Are you still with me, people? Amen. He says, I'm still on that message, brother. God's word calls for a total separation from unbelief. Paragraph 27, I believe tonight that every man and woman, every boy and girl that's born of the spirit of God is a Nazarite unto the Lord because they have separated them things themselves from the cares of the world whatever the world has got to say that means if the world goes east we go west if the world goes north we go south if we go south and the world is going south it means something is wrong if we find ourselves agreeing with the world that means somewhere we have compromised our principles can somebody say amen to that now in the message the god of this evil age paragraph 146 he says listen now he comes to the sisters he said listen a hair to a woman is a Nazarite vow that means a razor should never come anywhere close to the sister's head a razor or scissors." must never come anywhere to the sister's hair. When a razor moves on a sister's head, she renounces her Nazarite status. You say trimming, I say razor must never come closer to the woman's hair. Look, when it comes, I'm not going to. I'm one person that I don't don't like complicated stuff. Brother Branham says he's got. He says the only scripture that I have is that a woman's hair must be uncut. Then he further says that if you were. Then they ask him a question and say, Is it allowed that we can dye our hair? He says, As long as the dye matches your natural color. Are you still with me? You can't be black and dye your hair red And look like a low battery It does not work like that Are you with me people? It must match your hair Are you still with me? Because there are quite a lot of things Especially sisters They really get excited On the hair you know, modesty, it says, it is, it is, they say it is the, it, and I'll, I'll speak about it the other time, it is the ability not to attract an unwanted attention to yourself. Are you still with me? Then, if you come with a hairstyle that looks like a wave, and a person sitting behind you cannot even see a preacher, what are you trying to achieve? Do you still believe we've got a a thinking man's filter? Yes, sir. Uh, And and, you know, as I'm preaching, the devil has got the ability, he likes to say, but, but. We are not interested in, but, what does the word say? Yes, sir. Ah, Amen. I'm not going to weigh you down with man made doctrines, but the fact of the matter, come back to the spoken word. Then he says, listen, a woman, and yes, brothers. A brother got excited the other time he said, "Brother Branham says, if your sister cuts her hair, you can put her aside and say, "You will be a very brave man, because after you put her aside, you will never remarry." Amen, Amen. people are interested only in part one, but they don't follow part two. Listen, a hair to a woman is a Nazarite vow. Your hair is your glory. And while at it, I am asked, some people, they think being unkept, being unclean, it means they are holy. It doesn't work. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to look presentable. If something is your glory, that means you take care of Are you still with me? That means it becomes your pride. It's something that you value. It's your glory. But Brother Roman says, as it is your glory, as it is your pride, you make sure that how you do it, it still meets the scriptural requirements. A hair to a woman is a Nazarite vow. A hair to Samson was a Nazarite vow. And when a woman cuts off her hair, She absolutely denies her Nazarite vow that she is a bride of Christ. Brethren, and you'll bear with me, sisters, I'll come back more in detail on this. There is nothing messagically wrong with putting a wig, Brother Brennan put it, Brother Brennan says, if you want your hair to look longer, you can do that. But you cannot put a mushroom wig. Those that don't know mushroom, it looks like you have cut at the back. You, you, you can't believe that a woman should not cut her hair and put something that looks like you have cut your hair. How are you going to testify? Are you here, people? Am I preaching things that you are aware of? Are you still with me? If you don't know what is the mushroom then you are safe. Amen. It says when a woman cuts off her hair, she absolutely denies her Nazarite vow that she is a bride to Christ. Because that one thing... She spoils the whole picture. Correct? A Nazarite is one that is consecrated for a purpose. It is not only for sisters, it is for brothers as well. Are you still with me? A brother must never have a long hair. Hallelujah. It is sisters that have a long hair, not brothers and quite frankly I don't know we belong to an old school I was attending a, school, uh, a parents meeting at a school where they were talking about hairstyle and this teacher said in this school we don't want somebody with a long beard and we don't want they even said uh, girls should have their hair neatly Composed. And they said for girls, for boys, they must make sure that their hair, I don't, I think they said it must never be more than two centimeters. Then I said, hey, somebody in this school is inspired. Somebody in this school knows more scriptures than a preacher behind the pulpit. Are you still with me? Now he says. And now there is a fashion that goes around where men keep long beards. I've got a series of quotations on that one day. I will come and show you. It's just a fashion statement that men are obsessed with and a lot of times makes them look untidy. I've got more than eight quotations where Brother Brandon spoke about a certain brother and said, he always gets in trouble with me about his long beard. All right. We will come and... You see, the devil thought we were concentrating on sisters and we lost focus on the brothers and certain things crept in in the brothers. Amen. Uh, amen. I guess as, as a pastor, whenever I come, how I do my hair means something to you. If I come and looking with a very funny hairstyle. It, you will ask the is the what is going on with the pastor? Amen. True. Amen. I'm glad you say true, my brother. <laughs> Samson was consecrated to age and to a purpose. Therefore, he had long hair. The woman that's a child of God lets her hair grow to show that she's consecrated to every weight of God. And I don't know whether how many of you know a testimony when Brother Brenham was here, I think it was the first time, and when he returned for the second time, the late sister Retief, in between that she had cut off her hair, and when Brother Brenham returned, she went to Brother Brenham and said, forgive me, I cut my hair, and Brother Brenham says, never ever do it again. It, it, it is so critical, sisters, that a razor should not come close to your head. Amen. Then it says, if she cuts it off, I don't care how she dances, sings, is in the choir, speaks in tongues, runs up and down, and has all kind of 80 societies she's dead. Thou says the Lord, the word of God. And that is why, folks, I do not know of any group of soldiers or policemen or nurses that would be required to put on a uniform and somebody, instead of putting a uniform, maybe you go, they say we are going to have, what do they call it, when they go and march the soldiers or is it a drink? Is it a drill, folks? A parade. They are going to have a parade. And when they have a parade, you know, in a parade, your shoe must be a certain way. You, even the way you have ironed your trousers must be a certain way. Your uniform has to be worn in a certain way. So imagine that there's going to be a parade. And somebody rocks up. I don't say All-Star is wrong. I'm saying that day, that person decided to come with All-Star. The the soldiers are not going to allow that person to be part of the parade. And a lot of times I'm amazed that you find in a message church, they've got a choir, and all of a sudden they come to present an item before the church. And somebody that is part of the choir is dressed immodestly then we are not asking about the individual. We are asking about everybody in the choir. Do they really understand what they stand for? It is never wrong to tell somebody that say, you're not dressed right. You cannot come and appear before the children of God dressed in this way. Uh, Can I get an amen on that? Yes, I know we live during a time where we are very sensitive. And we are very reluctant to offend the people. But I'd rather offend you with the truth than comfort you with a lie. Amen. Yes. Amen. Are you saying amen? amen? Now, in the message, a total deliverance, paragraph 77. Sisters, do you still have conver- difficult conversations among you about dressing? sisters you still have difficult conversations among you about dressing hallelujah if they are not happening they must happen a total deliverance paragraph 77 i tell you in every church where you find sisters are modest you always find a certain limited number of sisters that are willing to be unpopular, that are there, and say, be careful of this. And people will be upset, but as they grow in the Lord, they will come to appreciate you. Amen. Amen. And you know, high heels are not allowed what is a high heel? I can, as a pastor, as your pastor, I can give you a prescription. Anything that is longer than your thumb, it is a high heel. Amen. Oh, you say, is there a quotation? I don't have a quotation, I'm a pastor. There, I don't have a quotation, I'm inspired to say it that way. Amen. 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 A total deliverance, paragraph 77. If our hearts condemn us, we want complete deliverance. There would never be deliverance unless there is separation. Amen. We don't want to be a halfway church. We want to be a real church or no church at all. We want to be real Christians or, or no Christians at all. That means we either are Nazarites or we are not Nazarites. And if we are Nazarite, that means we are consecrated. We are separated. We don't partake in things that are defiled. And what are the defiled things? Anything that is of the world. And I say, there you need discernment. Because you've got fundamentalists or you've got legalists, toward them everything is of the world. Even a nice car is of the world. It does not work like that. There are certain things that are worldly and there are certain things that are not worldly. That's why you've got to have a thinking man's filter and a thinking man's filter is the Holy Ghost. He says, we want total deliverance from our habits from our sins, from our evil thinking, from our evil doing, from our negligence, whatever we have done. We want total deliverance so that when people come into this church to be prayed for, there will just be this little group, maybe not over 100 or two sitting here, but they will be completely in the hands of God. Amen. And when we pray, then God will hear from? Amen. When we pray, God will hear from? Amen. But for that to happen, we must be completely delivered. What does it mean to be completely delivered? You have no desire for things of the world anymore. Are you still with me? Things that used to entice you, they don't entice you anymore. Things that you used to be weak to, you are no longer weak to those things. What has strengthened you? Your mind has been transformed by the weight. Do we believe that we are Nazarite? Do we believe that we must keep ourselves clean at all times? Do we believe that we must be separated? We must never partake in worldly conversations. Brother, they must know who you are. We live during a time where people think that swearing is a sign of assertiveness. It is not a sign of assertiveness. It is a sign that a generation has fallen. Wherever you go, both rooms, people are swearing. And the thing that swearing is associated with power, it does not work like that. A gentleman never swears. And well at it, a gentleman, a brother, you cannot be a brother, and hang around with a group of men as soon as a woman passes by. They have all vile conversation. If they are comfortable to have that conversation in your presence, I'm telling you it's a matter of time. Their conversations are going to be expressed in your life. We need gentlemen that can say, we don't talk like that. We need gentlemen if they whistle and say, we don't whistle to women passing by. What a creator are you? I've seen construction workers, no reflection on them as general. If a woman drives in front of a truck that is full of construction workers, they get so excited. That's when you see immense imaginations are evil. The harassment that the poor driver will suffer. What's happening? It's a reflection that we are living in a world that is falling apart. But tonight I'm I'm encouraging you. We cannot be part of this world. We cannot be part of their mannerism. We are sons and daughters of God. When you are a son of God, you are a gentleman. You walk and talk like a gentleman. Brother Brown say in those days men used to take off their head when they were talking to a lady out of respect. But what is happening today? Our young boys in message ranks. Because of social media, girls are Accessible. If a marriage takes place, it only takes grace that one young man should not stop it. If they can just say, wait, that marriage will collapse because of things that have happened before they got into the marriage. We come from an era where sisters were not accessible an era where you would never speak to a sister. You have no means of communication. When you were at church, we used to speak in those days, you keep a holy distance. But today we are giggling. Is it true? When one is married, the other one says, she used to be my girlfriend. And yet they were all in message church. What happened? Pastors don't preach because they are no longer Nazarite. They've become weaker at the plate of collection. Tithes have weakened men of God. They are afraid to offend the people. They are just maintaining the status quo and catering to the emotions of the people. And what is happening, the laity is sinking deeper and deeper into sin. Young people are perishing at a terrific speed. Marriages are crumbling. Why? Because the pulpit has gone weaker. I say, let the pulpit be a Nazarite. Let the pastors be Nazarite. Let the laity be Nazarite. Let us do an introspection in things that are not in line with our convictions, things that are not in line with our values. Let's chuck them out. Brother Bram says the church needs to have a house cleaning session where you identify things that should not be there and take them out and say, Satan, I'm done with these things. Why? You elderly ones, we've got to do it for our young people. The devil is fighting tooth and nail and he wants to destroy them. But in closing, let us be genuine Nazarite. Let us stay away from the influence of the world, from the patterns of the world, from the trends of the world, from worldliness, and let us cleave unto the unadulterated way of the Lord, and let us live that way. God bless you, Richard. As we start our faith, Brother Grace, just say, I surrender all, I surrender all. (coughs)
2: pray, our Heavenly Father, we are again coming before your Holy Presence tonight. Lord, we are so thankful that we are living at a time when you sent unto this generation a prophet who could keep the word in line, who could keep things in line and accordance with your word Mm -hmm. father we want to thank you for the spiritual food that we have received tonight for it helps us to keep that nazarite Mm vow. we thank you lord jesus christ may you come and circumcise our hearts that we will always keep in check almighty god you send unto us the holy ghost is to be a teacher unto us to show us what we ought to do when father god almighty we pray May you continue to lead us and guide us in accordance with your word. Help us, Almighty God. May you inspire even the pastor, Lord God Almighty, to yield himself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that you will continue to bring such messages unto us. Even if it pricks our hearts, Lord, let it be, for it will line us up with the word. We want to thank you tonight, Lord your word that has gone forth, it will keep us in check, Lord. Help us also to look at ourselves, Lord God Almighty, and do introspections. Almighty God, that we might not hunger and thirst for the things of this world but that we will separate ourselves unto thee almighty God that at the end of it all all glory and all honor will come back unto thee we thank you tonight Lord and as we depart from this place we just pray may the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us as we go and meditate upon these things until we meet again we pray for all these things in the name of Jesus
1: Christ our Lord and our Savior Amen. Amen. God bless you God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday. Just continue supporting the Wednesday services. Amen. It's our priority. It's our focus for 2019. Amen. Do you think it's the right focus? Do you think it's the right focus? Amen. God bless you richly. Give us a song till we meet on Sunday. Yes.